Welcome to Rash Thoughts, a podcast about life and all its wonderful challenges. Get ready to change the way you think about yourself and learn why the world needs you. Dean Rash will share his life, his thoughts, and his vision for making our world better for future generations. Now, here is your host, Dean Rash. Hello, and welcome back to Rash Thoughts, my podcast. My name is Dean Rash, and these are my thoughts. I guess following up on last week's podcast where where I talked about the abuse that I went through and, and the reason why I shared it and what was the motivation behind it, it's been it's been kind of an odd week, I guess, for me in some sense because I've had a lot of thoughts about the fact that I've talked about this. Um, I've had a lot of feedback from people, um, all very positive, by the way, nothing negative, all very positive, and it's just kind of a surreal thing. It's almost like I, I can't believe I, I said something about it. I can't believe I shared it. Um, I can't believe some of the responses that I've re- that I've received, and it's a little overwhelming at times. And, and I'll be honest with you, I wasn't expecting. I had I wasn't expecting any of this. I had no expectations of of what was going to happen. I had no expectations of what the reaction might be. I, you know, I just I wasn't sure what was going to happen, but. It was just time, and, and it was the the courage and the strength of, of that teenage student that finally let me share my story. Now, one question I did get, and some people want me to maybe tell in more detail about what I went through, um, who it was that did this to me, and, and um, you know, some of the some of the background information. And I'm, I'm not going to do that um, for a number of reasons. Number one, I think the biggest, the biggest struggle that I've had through the years because of this is when I've felt like I've been um, on the outside looking in or that I didn't have any control. And for me, as I look at this topic... And as I look at the situation that I had, and I know I'm, I'm saying this really sterile and not real emotionally connected, but you know, sometimes that's just the way we process this type of trauma. But as I, as I think about this, I just don't, I don't want to give control to somebody who did something to me. And by explaining a little bit more about it, or maybe talking about who that individual might be or might not be, I feel like I'm giving that person some control, and I'm not going to do that. I'm keeping the control for myself this time. I'm staying in charge of this whole conversation and this situation about my past, and and I'm not going to let that person have control. So for those curious minds out there that might be wondering what happened, how did it happen, who was it, when did it happen, all that kind of stuff, I'm not going to give the information. It's not important. What's important from my side of it is the fact that I shared it. I've talked about it. It's not a secret anymore. And I'm moving forward. You know, over the years, over the, the recent years, the past couple of years that I've actually been dealing with this, I've had a lot more awareness about when situations occurred to me that I felt were related to abuse or triggered something about the abuse. And it's kind of a funny story, actually. I know we're talking about abuse and there's nothing funny about that, but let's say ironic. How about that? How about we say it's kind of an ironic story? 
Carrie and I, my wife, were in California. Uh, we were in Laguna Beach, actually, and we were walking up and down the shops and, and checking out the beach and the town a little bit. It's a cool little town if you've never been there. Um, nice little beach community, kind of a cool place to hang out. And as we were walking down this row of shops, there was a, a guy standing in front of a store, and he yells out, Hey, He-Man! And we're the only two people standing there. And I kind of looked around and he goes, yeah, you. And I'm thinking, okay, He-Man obviously is trying to push a button, make me sound like I'm some kind of, you know, muscle-bound whatever. I'm not a muscle-bound whatever. I'm an athletic with a little bit of a belly uh, because I've gotten older. Uh, 49-year-old male uh, who was 6'2 in the 240-ish range, 235-ish, 240-ish range, depending on the week. And... uh, so with an athletic build, so yeah, okay, I'll go with He-Man, right? Not that it's that important to me that I'm recognized that way. And he said, hey, you, I've got some clothes here I think will be perfect for you. And I thought, okay, you know, whatever, we're not doing anything, no place to go. We'll just go in and humor this guy because he seems bored outside his shop. We went in there and he was, hey, try these pants on. Hey, try this show. Oh, this stuff looks good. All that stuff looks good. Oh, it's great. And he's talking to Carrie while I'm in the dressing room and He's like, boy, these clothes look really good on him. These are things he's got to have. These are unique items. These are one of a kinds. These are, you know, going through the whole scoop, right? And as I'm, as this is going on, I'm, I'm fresh with having revealed the abuse um, maybe a year earlier. And, uh, and all of a sudden it triggers me. I don't want to buy this stuff. But I feel compelled to continue trying it on. And I can't stop him from pushing more clothes to me i can't say no and as he gets the stuff up to the counter he's like okay we got these two pair of pants these three shirts and whatever else was all there that'll be 850 dollars. and i thought holy shit that's a lot of money i am not paying 850 dollars for like five pieces of clothing so i said i'm sorry but I, I i can't do that oh no no hang on a second hang on how about if i do this how about i cut you the price and i'll give you a deal on it all these things for, and he gives me another number, like 600 bucks. I go, I, I can't pay $600. He goes, you can't or you just don't want to? And I said, well, both. I can't and I won't. So he keeps going through the process, through the process, through the process, and finally he whittles it down to this one shirt. He goes, this is probably the best-looking shirt that was on you. You've got to have this thing. It's just got to be your shirt. This is you. And I thought, no, I don't want it. And I said, no, nope, I, I, can't, I can't buy it. I'm not going to buy it. Okay, I know the shirt's 150 bucks, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut the price down for you. I'm going to cut it in half. $75 for that shirt. This is You've got to have this shirt. This shirt is all you. It's unique. Nobody else where you're from is going to have it. It's a one of a kind. You've got to have it. I, I'm like, no, no. I looked over at Carrie, and she goes, it's up to you. But what she doesn't know at that time was in my mind, I'm triggered. Right now, I'm triggered. And in my mind, I'm being manipulated, and I know I'm being manipulated, but something is telling me that I I will disappoint him if I say no, so therefore I have to follow through, and I have to buy the shirt for $75. Now, I bought the shirt. I like the shirt. It's a nice, nice shirt. I will say that much. I don't know if it was worth $150, but I only paid $75, so I feel good about that. But after we left the store, I said to Carrie, I said, you know... I didn't really want the shirt. She goes, why did you buy it? And I, I kind of smirked at her and I said, I was triggered. And she she looked at me funny and and I said, I was triggered. That was a, an abuse trigger that was going on. 
I was being manipulated and I knew I was being manipulated, but my body and my mind could not speak the words and stand my ground and say no. And that is a byproduct of what I went through with my abuse. I was what you refer to as being groomed. And groomed is what happens to uh, people who are abused. It's not violent. It's very mentally manipulating. And it triggers things to happen to us where we can't defend or stand up for ourselves. Now, don't ask me for the psychology or the the history of how this all works or the brain functioning. I can't explain it. What I can tell you is when I feel it happening now, I can identify it and I can back away from it a little bit better than I could even a year and a half ago. So, so for me, the fact that I'm able to recognize that is a huge plus to me. Now, I said it's kind of a funny story because here I am, I end up buying a shirt, but the manipulation of buying that shirt went back to the abuse that I was triggered with. So we think about this practically. I say we, I say I think about this practically. And I think about it in terms of, of my business world and my personal life. And there are times that things happen to me, especially when I think somebody's got a little bit of control over me, where I can be manipulated to do things that I might not necessarily want to do, but I feel I probably should do them so I don't disappoint that person. I know it's a sad, twisted way of looking at things, but that's my reality. And so for the people that are asking me to tell more about my story, to talk a little bit about maybe who the person was that did this to me, it's not going to happen because I'm not giving up control anymore. And I know control can be kind of one of those words that we don't want to um, I don't know. We, we, we don't want to throw it around because you, you don't want to be a control freak or all that kind of crap, whatever it is. But, but the reality for something like this, for me, I'm not giving up control on this topic. I control the conversation on this topic. I control what's being said. I control what's being understood. And I get to take back my life. And I encourage you, when you think about this stuff and the story that I told today, if there's something like that happening in your life as well, think about something that you can do to get control back in your life, right? Think about maybe when that thing, that item or that, that situation triggers you where you think you're losing control. Take a step back. Don't get upset. Just take a step back. Think about it a little bit and go, okay, I got it. I'm, I'm, I'm losing a little control right now. I'm being manipulated. Something's happening that I don't like. What can I do to get control back? And, and, and listen to those messages that are coming through to you, those gut feelings, because they're telling you something, right? When they tell you that something, think about that and, and try to make a change. Consciously decide to do something different. It doesn't have to be just like a flat-out rude, no, I'm not doing that type of thing, but figure out a way to kind of get control back for yourself. Because it's important for your sanity, and it's important for your self-worth and your self-being. So that's kind of my thoughts today. Um... It's been a tough week trying to figure out what I want to talk about this week, but I think this makes the most sense to me. And I know people are asking me the question, and I don't want to, I don't, I'm not going to share the information because it's not important. Because for me, it's all about me being back in control of my life and back in control of where am I, I'm going and my destination and my destiny for where I want to be with my life going forward. So with that, I'm going to leave you guys this week. I hope you have a great week. And as always, 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 I beg you to keep living your life on purpose. 
Thank you for listening to Rash Thoughts. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and to follow Dean on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Help us change the world by liking and sharing this podcast so others can be inspired too. If your company or organization is looking for a speaker, contact Dean at dean at deanrash.com or visit his website, deanrash.com. 